0: Let's talk about conspiracy theories.
1: Oh, no, not again.
0: Let's talk about the moon landings. Were they faked?
1: I would like to just say up front that all of your email and all of your feedback should be directed immediately at Stephen. <sighs>
0: well, let's just start with some facts, right? Or, okay. or are they facts?
1: Some, some, some kind of fact.
0: Let's talk about this. So 1969, NASA landed its first crew on the moon. It landed five more up
1: through 1972. Or did they? Because various groups and individuals have made claims since the mid-1970s that NASA and others knowingly misled the public into believing that these landings happened when actually they say they did
0: not. These groups claim that photos, telemetry data, radio transmissions, TV coverage, moon rock samples, and even eyewitnesses have been tampered with by NASA and the rest of the federal government of the United States.
1: We didn't get very far into this episode before we can understand how you feel about this, Stephen. <laughs> this is more widespread, this idea that the moon landings were fake than you may think. Opinion polls that have been undertaken have shown that between 6 and 20% of Americans and 28% of Russians surveyed believed that the crude landings were indeed fake.
0: In 2001, Fox aired a documentary called Conspiracy Theory, colon, Did We Land on the Moon? But, you know, Fox...
1: So where did this whole idea get started?
0: Well, Mike, like all good conspiracy theories, it starts with a self-published book. Mm-hmm. Bill Kaysing's 1976 book titled We Never Went to the Moon, colon, America's $30 billion swindle is at the heart of all of this.
1: K. Singh, a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor of Arts in English, was hired as a technical writer in 1956 by Rocketdyne, the company which built the F-1 engines used in the Saturn V rocket that sent crews to the moon. He
0: served as the head of the Technical Publications Unit at the company's propulsion-filled
1: laboratory until 1963, when he resigned for personal reasons. A decade later, his book claimed that NASA lacked the technical expertise to put a man on the moon, and had actually just launched the Apollo capsule without a crew, into low-Earth orbit.
0: He then goes on to write that the astronauts were flown to a moon set in Nevada, 80 miles or so from Las Vegas, for staged photographs and the chance to enjoy the riches that Las Vegas has to offer
1: before being flown to Hawaii. He pushed it too far. I think so. He pushed it too far. The riches of Las Vegas part. Like he just, he pushed his theory too far. It was going well <laughs> up until that point. That that, that bit's not needed. Uh, there, they entered another Apollo command module when they arrived in Hawaii and were then dropped from a transport aircraft to be seen bobbing in the ocean before being picked up by the recovery ship.
0: It really is one heck of a story.
1: In that 2001 film that we mentioned, casing updates his story, and here's a quote from that movie. The astronauts were launched with Saturn V. Then in order to account for the disappearance, they simply orbited the Earth for 8 days, and in the interim, they showed these fake pictures of the astronauts on the moon. But on the eighth day, the command console separated from the vehicle and descended to Earth, as of course was shown in the films. I think he had some second thoughts and came up with something that is a little bit more believable, maybe? Yeah, I mean, wow. Wow. Because like it wasn't necessary to have them go and take the photos at that point. They could have been done at any point, right? <laughs> In 1980, our friends over at the Flat Earth Society, shout out to all of our Flat Earthers, uh, they echoed these claims. They argued that the moon footage was staged by Hollywood with Walt Disney sponsorship, get ready for this, based on a script by Arthur C. Clarke and directed by Stanley Kubrick.
0: Well, it's important to have a good team behind any creative
1: work. And this was an all-star team, as it turns out. Casings' claims set off a whole long list of landing deniers. Here's a few of them.
0: William L. Bryan was a nuclear engineer, again, who self-published a book in 1982 disputing the moon's gravitational pull.
1: A man named David Groves, who worked for Quantec Image Processing, examined the photo of Aldrin emerging from the lander and said that he could pinpoint exactly when a spotlight was used on the set.
0: Several Russian politicians have echoed these claims. One went so far as to say the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union and some Soviet scientists helped NASA fake the landings.
1: Okay, so here's my question about all of this. Why would the U.S. government and NASA want to fake the moon landings?
0: Well, it's important to talk about the space race. During the Cold War, Russia and the U.S. were locked in a battle to see who would dominate low Earth orbit and beyond. Landing a crew on the moon was seen as the ultimate achievement. President John F. Kennedy famously stated in a 1962 speech that the US chose to go because it was hard.
1: We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Some claim that this speech is why the faked footage and data had to be released, because after the president said this, public humiliation was not an option.
0: Others have said that the moon mission was devised to distract from Vietnam. They point to the fact that the last handful of missions were canceled about the same time that American involvement in the war was winding down.
1: In fact, the war was one of several federal budget items with which NASA had to compete. NASA's budget peaked in 1966, then fell by 42.3% before 1972. This was the reason that the final flights were cut, along with plans for even more ambitious follow-on programs, such as a permanent space station and manned flight to Mars.
0: So let's talk about some of these, uh, these actual hoaxes these actual theories these actual ideas uh mike give me your complaint and i will
1: answer them with facts and logic this doesn't seem fair why are you putting this on me i can't control how these outlines go you put them together all right (laughs) this is you you are giving me these questions all right okay Let's talk about photos, shall we? Okay. In some photos taken on the moon, there are crosshairs that can be seen behind objects. These crosshairs, which were etched onto the glass of the lenses, can be seen to be poking out from behind objects. How is this possible?
0: This only appears in copied and scanned photos, not the original prints. It's often caused by overexposure. The bright white areas bleed over the thin crosshairs. For example, in some photos of the American flag on the moon, one crosshair appear on the red stripes, but part of the same crosshair are faded or invisible over the white stripes. There would have been no reason to paste white stripes onto the flag. It's just, it's just overexposure bleeding them out.
1: The reason is to fake the moon landing. That's well, what the reason is. Fine. Well, sometimes these crosshairs are rotated or in the wrong place, while a bunch of these photos, they just look too good to have been taken in outer space.
0: You know, a lot of popular photos you see from the lunar missions have been cropped or rotated for aesthetic impact. This goes into your second complaint as well. There are many poor quality photos taken by the Apollo astronauts. These guys were not photographers. NASA chose to only publish the best examples. Mm. And the cameras they took were actually extremely high dollar for the time.
1: Yeah, of course they were. There are no stars in any of the photos. There's stars in space. The Apollo 11 astronauts also claimed in post-mission press conference to not remember seeing any. Have you ever seen stars in space, Stephen? There's lots of them. Well, all landings took
0: place during the lunar daytime. The stars were outshone by the sun and by the sunlight reflected off the moon's surface. If you go outside today, it's a nice sunny day at home. You can't see the stars in the sky. This is made even more true because the astronauts' eyes were adapted to the sunlit landscape around them, so they couldn't see the relatively faint stars. Likewise, uh, the cameras they were using, which we just talked about, were set for daylight exposure and cannot detect the stars. Plus, lots of mid-mission photos of Apollo and many other missions show stars in the sky. Besides, that would be like the easiest thing to fake in a studio, right? Just put little lights up. It'd be be so easy. Come on.
1: All right, then. Well, what about this... This Well, what about the fact that there's this one photo where the letter C is written on one of the rocks on the moon's surface, clearly indicating that it's a prop?
0: Well, it's not poor prop work. The C marking does not appear on the original film from the camera. It has been suggested that the C is a coiled hair on a later scan. Can can we move past photos now?
1: No, because I'm not done yet. In many of the photos, it looks like there are multiple light sources. There's not more than one sun, Stephen. How do you explain this?
0: Pits on the moon's surface focus and reflect light. This creates a sort of glow around the photographer's own shadow when it appears in a photograph. Besides, you know, we talked about aesthetic reasons. Many of the photos you see now have had their contrast punched way up from the originals.
1: How convenient. Well, I have more questions. Go right ahead. What about the radiation belts that surrounded the Earth? The guy who discovered them said they'd be too dangerous to fly through. You know, that's
0: true. Dr. James Van Allen did voice concerns about going across these radiation belts. But the command module was moving very quickly across the bands and was on a path designed to lessen radiation exposure. In fact, the total radiation received on the trip was about the same as allowed for workers in the nuclear energy field for a whole year of exposure. And honestly, not much more than what the space shuttle astronauts received.
1: let's talk about the flag, then. I mean, if we put aside the fact that NASA decided that they needed to put a a flag of the United States into the moon... We got there first. Yeah, sure. The flag... Yeah, sure. Well, that's what they say, isn't it? Hmm? The flag placed on the surface by the astronauts fluttered, despite there obviously being no wind on the moon. This suggests that it was clearly filmed on Earth, and a breeze maybe came through the studio door and caused the flag to flutter.
0: So the flag was fastened on sort of an inverse L-shaped rod. It didn't hang straight down from like on a flagpole. The flag only seems to flutter when the astronauts were moving it into that position. And remember... Th- there's very thin atmosphere on the moon, so without air drag, these movements caused basically the free corner of the flag to swing like a pendulum for some time. The flag was rippled because it have been folded up during storage, and these ripples and this movement, you know, they, they look like movement a little bit, but it's just them putting it into place. Videos show that when the astronauts let go of the flagpole, it vibrates briefly, but then remains
1: still. Oh, you just have answers for all of these, don't you? I do, actually. Well, all right then. In the video, the lunar lander takes off at the end of the so-called moon visit and there's no flame what is it some magical hovering lunar lander how does that happen
0: so the propellants used produce a nearly transparent exhaust if you look at pictures how convenient
1: how (laughs) convenient oh there was no flame it was a see-through flame developed by nasa so if you
0: look at pictures of the american titan II rocket it actually uses the same fuel and here in our own atmosphere on earth uh these this exhaust is extremely transparent Now, this effect is exaggerated on the moon because it's in a vacuum, and the plume spread out very quickly as it leaves the engine nozzle, further lessening their visibility. Finally, I've got lots of answers to this one, Mm -hmm. Uh, rocket engines often run rich to slow internal corrosion. On Earth, this excess fuel burns off in contact with the atmosphere, enhancing the visual flame. But this, again, doesn't happen
1: in a vacuum a bunch of the Apollo 11 tapes are very conveniently missing for being the most important mission of the space race, one of the most important things in human history. you think NASA may have actually tried to hold on to them. So you're talking
0: about the tapes of the television broadcast. This footage was recorded from Apollo 11's slow-scan television camera in a raw format, and they backed up this data uh, onto a data tape just in case the TV broadcast had failed. In real time, the broadcasts had to be converted into the NTSC format, which degraded the video. Now, in 2000, it came to light that these tapes had been misplaced and NASA started looking into it. They concluded that the data tapes, again, these backup tapes, were shipped from Australia, where they had been gathered to NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, and then routinely erased and probably reused a few years later. Australian backup tapes were also erased after had received the reels, following the procedures established by NASA. Lost does not mean they never existed.
1: If we just take one quick aside here for a second, how did this happen? Right, uh, it's, like, yeah. this is this is it's just a bad policy. It's a bad this policy. This is just stupid, right? Like, how did they not keep all of that? I I cannot understand why they didn't keep it. It's like, nah, it's fine. It's not important. We need the tapes. We need, we need, we got security footage to film. <laughs> <laughs> just so strange. It is, uh, it's,
0: it's puzzling and troubling, but yeah, it, it seems like they were just uh, reused. All right. Well,
1: there's no way all of those moon rocks are really moon rocks. Like meteorites can land here from the moon and even Mars.
0: That's true. However, the first Antarctic lunar meteorite wasn't found until 1979, and it wasn't even recognized as being lunar in origin until 1982. Furthermore, these lunar meteorites you talk about, they're exceedingly rare, and it's unlikely they could account for the 380 kilograms of moon rocks that NASA gathered between 1969 and 1972. Only about 30 kilograms of lunar meteorites have ever been found across the Earth's surface, and this is like private collectors and governmental agencies worldwide searching for them
1: for decades. That may be fine, but a bunch of people who could have blown the whistle are now dead, Probably killed by the government. (laughs) Uh, You know you're only supposed to
0: be pretending to believe this stuff, right? (laughs) So the list you mentioned has several astronauts and pilots on it. Three died during the Apollo 1 fire, uh, and a couple others were never even associated with the lunar missions. And most of them, because they're pilots, there's a lot of aircraft accidents on there. In reality, those number of deaths actually mirror the losses more or less seen in the USSR space program at the same time. It was just a dangerous field to be in.
1: All right. I've heard enough. You've made a believer of me.
0: I'm glad to hear that, Mike, but not everybody does. Like we said at the top of the show, not everyone buys into this. In a 1994 poll by the Washington Post, 9% of the respondents said that it was possible that the astronauts did not go to the moon. and Another 5% weren't sure.
1: I mean, it's, it is possible. It's possible. Like That's a strange question. Like, of course, it's possible. Everyone should agree that it's possible. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I don't know. That's such a weird question to ask. It is. Uh, In 1999, a Gallup poll followed up on
0: this and said that 6% of Americans surveyed doubted the moon landings ever happened. And 5% of people just didn't have an opinion.
1: A poll conducted in the year 2000 by the Public Opinion Foundation in Russia found that 28% of those surveyed did not believe that the American astronauts landed on the moon. And in 2009, a poll held by the United Kingdom's Engineering and Technology magazine found that 25% of those surveyed did not believe that men landed on the moon.
0: So, as a space nerd, this seems really cut and dry
1: to me. But, I mean, clearly people don't, don't believe it. I think the reason this is so contentious is there are some really good plausible reasons why this could have been faked. The the Cold War, the motivations of the Cold War and the space race make this a plausible thing. And I think that's why people believe that it's possible. Especially at the time like if you're old enough to be around at that point or to be, you know, then you would have been filled with propaganda depending on where you were living to tell you that it was fake. It's something that I've personally... I've turned it over in my mind a lot. Because I think there are decent arguments on both sides. Albeit science does tend to trump, right? Like, there's there's good scientific answers to a lot of these things. But I think part of the problem is most people don't understand the science. Sure. Right? Like, the answers that you're giving, like, they don't really make sense. You could just be making this stuff up. I can't check it. And I think that's one of the reasons why this is such a thing and i do i do personally believe that nasa went to the moon right but it's it isn't something that i haven't thought about because as i say like there are very strong reasons why they could have faked this or why they would have and i think more than anything one of the main reasons i do believe it i just don't think there's any way they would have been able to keep it quiet
0: <laughs> it's a huge secret it's a huge secret to keep quiet it's too big
1: it's too big it's it's too big a secret someone would have it would have gotten out hmm. there would be some proof
0: yeah. Well, if you want to learn more about moon landing conspiracy theories, about Bill Casing, about the, our friends of the Flat Earth Society, we'll have a link uh, to that episode as well in our show notes. This week, you can find them at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 23. You can get in touch with us there as well. There's an email link. Send us your show suggestions. A lot of our topics come from, from uh, you, the listeners, and it's a lot of fun to, to see what, uh, what you're finding on Wikipedia. You can get in touch with us directly as well. Mike is on Twitter, @imy K-E, and you can find me there as ISMH. And until our next conspiracy theory, Mike, say goodbye. Goodbye. Adios.